The following presentation is from North Pine Baptist Church. We trust that it will help you learn more about God and His message for the world. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au. Around meal tables and enjoying lots of food and lots of fun. 
And that's just particularly spoken of in John's Gospel. I want to read to you this morning from, from, from John, the first chapter, and we'll read the first 14 verses for us today. The Apostle John writes, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of man. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. The verse I want to draw particularly to our attention this morning, just to sort of focus a few thoughts on this morning, is, is verse 14 of that passage where it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and made his dwelling with us. You know, Christmas is, is really a very joyous time, but for many it can also be a time of great regret, of sadness, of loneliness and even great pain. And it's sad that it's been interested with particularly domestic violence and suicide and increased substantially around this time of year. There's been a number of, of tragedies that have been reported in the news in the past week or so. And I know this morning that there have been families, particularly today, struggling massively, particularly uh, families who are struggling after that tragedy in Tasmania. And I noticed during the week that our Prime Minister's wife were among those who had gathered at the school memorial to, to come and, and to uh, you know, pay their, uh, their respect and show their love and support, to, to particularly to those families and to that community who are grieving so much at the moment of the loss of those children. It's quite often, actually, that we'll see leaders. Uh, particularly uh, uh, leaders in, 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 uh, like our Prime Minister who visit the scenes of tragedy such as these in their country looking to convey the, the, uh, to the people the thoughts and well wishes of their fellow countrymen and women and to announce such practical support and aid to actually help get them through at such dark times. I'm sure that, that, that he would have on behalf of the government and, and all Australians would have sent messages of condolence to their families. 
you know, however thoughtful a message or whatever sort of form of communication, whether it be a card or a text or a phone call, no matter how thoughtful they are in expressing, you know, thoughts of what else they want to do things that often, those things can really bring very little comfort. And yet a personal visit, a personal visit can be an entirely different thing. To have someone actually take the time to actually come and to be with you, you know, to put their arms around you, to sit with you, to, to share and try and understand your pain. Such a gesture like that can, can really communicate in a way that others can't. You know, to let people know that, 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 that there are people who really care. It's a way of, of, of reassuring them that they're not alone in the midst of their, their, their pain and their suffering and their tragedy. And that assistance is there available to help them. When we come to this chapter in John's Gospel, and we read these words, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We're being reminded of, of the most amazing and significant visitation that, that humankind has ever experienced. John is not just talking about a, a politician or a, or a religious leader or even a celebrity coming alongside to bring comfort, but John is saying here, that God Himself has entered into our world. That God Himself has come to be with us in all of our mess, in all of our hurt, in all of our aloneness, in all of our confusion, in all of our fears and failures. Reminds us that God Himself took on humanity so that He could identify with us to come alongside us and to demonstrate His great love for us. But even greater than that, to rescue us and provide for us the hope of everlasting peace and comfort and joy. Now this word that John refers to here, of course, is Jesus. But, you know, today we, we think of, of Jesus as a baby born in a manger laying in a manger. But Jesus is not just a baby. And he's not just a baby who grew into some exceptional religious miracle worker or teacher, nor is he uh, you know, a person who grew up to be just this extraordinary moral kind of figure. But no, John's Gospel very clearly tells us this morning that Jesus is indeed God himself. The opening verses of John's Gospel make that clear. It says that the Word, Jesus, was in the beginning. Before anything was ever created, before anything was ever made, Jesus was there. He was with God and He was God. And so if we want to know and see God, we need look no further than Jesus Himself. Another couple of, of passages in, in the New Testament that remind us of this is Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 to 17, where the Apostle Paul writes, speaking of Jesus, that he is the image of the invisible God. He makes God visible. He is the firstborn of all creation, meaning he's supreme above all. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth visible and invisible, 
whether they be thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through Him and in Him. And Christ comes to you and Him today. And He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. In other words, He is the one who sustains our very lives. He sustains everything around us. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 to 3, says, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers or our ancestors, if you like, by the prophets. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed heir of all things, and through whom also He created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. In other words, he is God's perfect presentation of himself to us. And again, it goes on to say that he upholds the universe by the word of his. Through him, all things were created. Everything existed yesterday from the, the minutest microbe that we, that we see under massive big mice, powerful microscopes, to the, to the grandest galaxy. If we if it was shown through things like the Hubble telescope and things like that, Jesus is the one who made it all. John refers to him as, as the Word because he is the very Word of God. He communicates to us who God is and what he is like. He is the one who, is, by his very power, brings to fruition everything God intends. You know, those words that John begins with, this passage in the beginning, is meant to, to take us right the way back to Genesis chapter 1. It begins with those very same words, in the beginning, God. In Genesis 1, it was told us that God spoke, and His Word was the creative force that brought into being everything that there is. You know, those words, let there be light, and there was light. Jesus was the, the, the one who brought all this into existence. Words cannot begin to describe the glory and the splendor and the sheer awesomeness and holiness of the divine Son, Jesus Christ. And yet, this very same God, the one who holds up all the universe in his very hands, was the same God who decided to become like us, to come and to dwell with us, to be with us, to be with you and me. That word uh, dwell actually uh, um, in the original language is the word tabernacle. You know, it's, it's, it's his tent. Unlike Jesus pitching his tent in our backyard, so to speak. It brings to mind that the tabernacle again in the wilderness in, in, in Exodus, where God's glory descended on that tabernacle. In the midst of His people, all the people of, of Israel gathered around, the people of God gathered around, the tabernacle at the, at the heart, and the, the glory of God descended on that tabernacle in a, as a pillar of cloud during the day and a pillar of fire by night. And it was God's sign to His people that He was with them. That He was with them. Jesus 
is God's way of showing us that He needs to be with us and He wants to be with us. But He doesn't stand at a distance. He stands at a distance to draw us to Him. You know, the world that Jesus entered into was an incredibly dark world. Verse 5 reminds us of that. It says, you know, the light that shines in the darkness. The nation of Israel was under Roman rule. When Jesus was born, it was under Roman rule, and, and the people there, they experienced incredibly harsh oppression. The Jewish hierarchy and the religious uh, establishment of the day, they were no help to the people. Instead, what they did was they just inflicted further suffering and burden on the people. At the same time, of, of struggles and hardships, the pain and the suffering, the, the fears and the doubts, the discouragements and, and the disillusionment that the people experience back then, they're no different to what we experience today in our lives. And you might say, well, you know what, my life's going fine at the moment, thank you very much. Well, I'll guarantee you there will be a day when it won't. And it'll be that time where you'll be looking for that comfort, that real comfort that, 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 that isn't just some kind of, of platitude, but a deep comfort that really kind of just brings up peace to your heart. The message that we see our world in today, the Bible tells us that, that it's all a result of peace. It's a rebellion against God. It's a rejection of God and His way, of His rule over us. And the desire of each and every one of us is instead to be our own God and to think that, you know, that we know best. Yet the Bible tells us that, that sin has has corrupted God's good world and has caused us to be in darkness, filled with all kinds of, of brokenness and strife. You know, in fact, it's, it's only by God's mercy and grace that anything good is experienced in this life at all. But not only is, is the world in darkness, but we as people are in darkness as well. Sin has, has permeated right to the very core of who we are. In fact, we are lost in our sin. We're lost in the darkness of our sin, like a blind man you know, trying to wander around oblivious to, or to all that's around us. We're blind because of our sin, but we're disfigured by our sin as well. Sin is a way of, of bringing out the worst in us. And none of us are good, the Bible tells us, despite what we might want to tell ourselves. We're blinded to the spiritual reality <coughs> and the truth about God, and we're alienated from Him, separated from Him, and the life that He wants each of us to enjoy in the And the Bible tells us that God's judgment has been pronounced upon sin, and everything that is tainted by it has been treated. And unless this, this sin and its power is defeated, both we are helplessly and hopelessly doomed. We're helpless to save ourselves because we, in fact, are a part of this sin stained world. And we need someone who is, who is like us, yet not stained by sin, to come and save us. And folks, that's why Christmas 
It's such a mighty reality. Because in Jesus, God has come to us to be one of us, to be with us in our midst. Not to cancel us like cancel culture wants to do so readily and freely in our world today. Not to, to shame us. Not to recoil in horror from us. But instead to um, embrace us in all of our brokenness. In all of our sin. In all of our, uh, the, 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 the wickedness and evil that, 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 that really is right in the very part of the evil. He came to embrace us. But he also came to live the perfect life of obedience that we never would or could. He came to take upon himself our sin and that righteous judgment of God that we so rightly deserve. And the reason he was born was to, to, to die a cruel death on a cross as our substitute. But to rise from the dead in order to defeat it, the power of Satan's sin and all the darkness in the world. And he said, grant us forgiveness of sin and all that we see in the power of God. What verse 12 speaks about. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Now, the beautiful uh, Christmas carols that remind us of the, the true meaning, uh, the true wonder, the true expression uh, of, of what we celebrate at this time of Christ coming into our world. And one of the Christmas carols that I think describes that the best is, is that carol, Heart to Hell Rain in our country. I think for me, it just so sums up the essence of Christmas so wonderfully well. Let me just read to you just some of the words. Half the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mine, God and sinners reconciled. Like this is God's plan for us to be made right with him again, to be brought back into that close relationship and fellowship with him. It goes on to say, Christ, thy highest heaven of earth, the supreme exalted, glorious Lord and King of the universe, Christ the everlasting Lord. Late in time, behold him come, offspring of the virgin King. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Don't miss the Godhead in the flesh. Don't miss God in human form in Jesus Christ. Hail the incarnate Jesus. Jesus' name was known to dwell. Jesus, our Emmanuel, God with us. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Light and life to all who bring. Risen with kingdom and blessed is Mind, he lays his glory down, ready to give up everything for us. 
born that man may know about God. Born to rise the sons of earth. Born to be saved. That's the truth. You are eternal life. It's no wonder the angels sing, right? No wonder they are saved. Now, this baby himself, we celebrate this morning with the glory of God himself. Thanks for joining us for this presentation from North Pine Baptist Church. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au.